Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Girl Water Your Grass. We are diving in today to the topic that I know so many of us feel all the time, having too much to do. You know, there's just not enough hours in the day. And the reality is we all have the same 24 hours in a day and we all think we have too much to do. And it's relative because I look back. um, This is so funny. I was listening to um, a gal chat who was 21 and she was telling me you just wouldn't understand you just wouldn't understand I'm in school and trying to do all these things and you just wouldn't understand and and I just you know hugged her and loved on her but I'm thinking oh honey you have no idea I'm running eight people's schedules and it's all relative right like I have friends that have 10 kids and and 40 hour a week jobs and it's all relative to us but there's often we all get wrapped up in when we have too much to do and I think also you know on that people do have different capacities, which is why I think some of these steps we're going to talk about are going to be really important because, you know, there are different capacities that people have. So when we talk about it being relative, it's not to undermine, you know, for some people, they're barely keeping their head above water. And that's true. You know, for some people that is just, Hey, their capacity is here. So they'll, they will really want to utilize certain steps um, that we're going to dive into, but you know, it, it is, it's amazing how much number one, the mindset impacts. Because if I'm constantly thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. That is going to be an, uh, just a main player for complete feelings of overwhelm. Yeah, it is. And, you know, just to go back on a couple of points you said there, that it is true, your capacity, the capacity for all of us is different and it's not to compare, but I, I want to encourage you that I believe God continues to expand your capacity throughout your life. You know, he gives you more responsibility. And um, we were just in D.C. last week giving a talk on work and motherhood. And can you do all of the above to a bunch of college girls? And, and they're like, how do you do it? How do you do it with all your kids? And, and we can't imagine like you don't need to know. You don't need to know how you are going to do something when you're 40 years old with six children. And who knows? You may have two children. You may have no children. You don't know what your life is going to look like. But I would just encourage you, our listeners, to not get wrapped up in the how or how does that capacity down the road look because he does expand your capacity as your responsibilities increase. So that capacity does have the, the ability to change and totally. your yeah. mindset plays so much into that. If you That's think you can, you can, if you think you can, you will. And if you think you can't, you won't. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And what you believe, what's that quote? I think it's by Teddy Roosevelt. Like what you believe will actually happen. I don't know. There's some yeah. great quotes. Well, the, the, there's so much, you know, 
what we, we know that what we constantly think about, we gear towards, right? So if I'm constantly thinking, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelmed. There's so much. I, I, I'm going to, in a sense, subconsciously can start to almost like create chaos in my life. You know, because like, oh gosh, there's so much, there's so much, there's so much. I think we all know those people who they just seem stressed out 24 seven, right? And they're ugly. And you ask them how they are. Oh my gosh, so busy, just too much to do and and all of this. And, and you know, and before you know it, it, it is, it just becomes so chaotic. And, just and we waste like, so much energy yes. wrapped up in the chaos yes. and yes. In the, what may not, may or may not be. And, you know, just seeing the reality of it, but it's, um, it, we, we do. We spend so much time and energy thinking about all the things we have to do. And that's why we want to encourage you the practical step. Yeah. No, everyone lives by screens now, but I still like a good old fashioned list. Write it down <laughs> and put it on paper. Right. I live yeah. by my post-it notes. I mean, really? I've got about 17 of them right I've got all the, all the paper folders. We're holding. I wish you guys could see we just held up all of our paper stuff that we still use. Have color-coded post-it notes <laughs> for what's for what. You know, like yeah. kids are one color, works another, all the things. It's actually a very effective system for me. <laughs> but I'll just say, you guys, you know, the temptation is to, to, if you're constantly thinking of it, and you're just like, oh gosh, it's all this, this we can go round and round and round. So if you will super practically, and this is one of the one, one of the steps we want to give y'all is get a piece of paper and write it out. What are the things that actually need done? Because sometimes we find ourselves doing things, you know, there, there's a difference that is, you know, what's urgent versus what's important and kind of the temptation with that. And okay, get that. What is that? I, I was, I, I typically say it not quite correctly. So let you say. Well, you know, I was just yesterday having so much in my mind to do. And, and I'm like, I got like this bad can of Lysol at Target. Like it doesn't work. I knew it was like $7.99 or something. I don't know. I'm just annoyed that I paid $8 for an aerosol can that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So I need to return it. But I have 90 days. Who knows? Probably doesn't even matter at all. I'm definitely going to be at Target in the next 90 days. I do not need to go and drive there. It's not urgent. And it's really not important either. But it's on my mental to-do list, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Put it on there. And lo and behold, the kids last night were begging all day long to go buy Target. They wanted to look at look at the toy aisle, you know, and start to think about what they want for Christmas. So it's been on my actually my mental checklist for three days. And, yeah. uh, and I'm like holding myself back from driving to Target to return this can yeah. of flour. It's silly, yeah. right? But we all have those things. We have like returns or we need to pick, you know, something else that is really effective is this is why planning your week out works is oh my gosh, yes. ourselves like running to Kroger to get this and then coming home. And then, oh my goodness, I'm going to run to the bakery next to Kroger to get, yeah. you know, a, a loaf of bread to drop off at the neighbor's house. And I don't, people do that in the South. If you're in the North, you should totally adopt it. Like if, if a new person moves in, totally pick up a loaf of bread from the bakery and welcome them. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cecilia just always says, everybody here is always bringing bread over. <laughs> I love, welcome, I love welcome to the yeah. South, guys. We, we aren't, we oftentimes get these things in our minds that we think are urgent. Yeah. And so we end up being scattered and being inefficient with our errand running and, and, so that's why taking 10 minutes to plan it out will save you four hours of going here and there and crossing yourself over town, especially if you live in a metropolitan area where traffic is yeah. a big deal. Like you're in Charlotte, it might take you an hour to go somewhere. Right. 
So planning out your route, and this is very simple, but it's actually mm -hmm. extremely effective. Oh, yeah. Save yourself time planning out your errands. Like, what day are you going to do your grocery shopping? And then that's where the meal planning comes in. You take an mm -hmm. hour to plan, uh, plan your week on Sundays of when you're going to run your errands, what you're going to cook, and then you will save yourself so much time, so much energy, so much gas. Yeah. And yeah. just, you know, time is our most precious commodity. And I think oh, that we, the more we see that. And really, whenever we, those who plan to, those who fail to plan, plan to fail, right? Okay. And so by taking that time to effectively plan out what your week looks like, and there's always going to be things that come up, but it really yeah. will save you so much time and energy and help you not feel like you just have so much to do, right? We're here, we're trying to always simplify. Yeah. And it is because, the reality is guys that, you know, when we think a lot of times we're always thinking, Oh yeah, this, Oh yeah, this, Oh yeah, that. And because we're not actually putting it on paper and seeing it, it can also feel like we have more than we actually do. Or sometimes we can end up being more overwhelmed because it's like, Oh wait, I have this and this, but we didn't write. Oh shoot. I forgot. What was that? You know? And, and it just becomes too much where it's, if we can put it down, then you're going to be able to really see it very concretely. And like MK said, like, I love doing like Sunday night. I love to take a little bit of time and map out what is my week going to look like. And, you know, yes, things are going to come up, but especially like for me living in Charlotte, I have to be very strategic with the way that I plan run, running errands because otherwise I will be out for like five hours. If it, you know, it takes so long to go to get somewhere mm -hmm. and depending on traffic, depending on what time you leave, I mean, just all of the things, you know, I may run out, oh, I just need one thing and it'll take me an hour, you know, when really I could wait till later in the week and look at my list. Okay. This is these errands and knock out multiple things in maybe just one or two hours, you know, but I can end up wasting time that I don't have to, which also is going to lead us into our, our third point, which is really once it's on paper, the, the truth is, Maybe you do have too much on your plate. That might be the reality. Maybe you're looking at this and you're saying, oh, I actually do have too much, you know, like more than can actually get done, which means do I need to say no to some things or, and this is a challenging one for me that I am learning, do I need to ask for help? Mm -hmm. And don't we all, and sometimes, sometimes I know for me, one of the things I've realized is sometimes it's not that I don't want to ask for help, but I'm not sure where to ask, like, okay, oh, wait, I can ask for help for this. What could they do? You know, sometimes it's, it's just a different um, uh, kind of mental planning that if you haven't typically asked for help for well, things. Well, and I think yours, Maria, and this is a good point for anyone, is you've been single for 20 years. Right. And so you haven't, you've done it all on your own. And right. now you have the gift of, you know, getting ready to step into marriage. So this is a great opportunity yeah. for you to really, and I know it's challenging because you're an autopilot of just taking care of things, right? Because right. it's just, right. it's been your life. And so your life circumstance does do that. And I think oftentimes as married people, as women, we forget that the ability to receive is an important thing. That's what helps our man feel like they're, they're being a man. Yeah. And we just think it's we so have to do all. And is it actually true? Right. You know? And sometimes it is one of those things too, where, you know, I know when we've coached women, sometimes a lot of, a lot of wives and moms feel like they, they're doing it all or like they're alone in it or that they have to do it all. You know, it, that can be such a big temptation, especially for those of you moms who have a lot of children and there's a lot going on and you just feel like, gosh, it's all on me. I've got to do it all, you know, because if I don't, the ball will get dropped. 
and, and learning, wait, okay, who can I ask for help with this? Maybe it's your spouse, or maybe you need to ask a girlfriend, or maybe you need to, you know, ask when your children to do something to have some responsibility, right? And so learning, who do we ask? Who, who, like, who's the who for that? Yeah. And, and whether you are married or whether you're single, that can be a really important question. Because I think, I think when you're single, there's a certain way that you may or may not ask for help. And when you're married, you can run into that same thing. But on both of those, it kind of can look different. And, and part of that question is asking who is my who for what I need help with, you yeah. know, or do I need help with? Okay. And if I do, who's the person that would be really good with that? Like I had a situation with, it's a long story, but with wedding planning where I, I was trying to, I was like, shoot, I can't, I can't be in like five different places. And I sat down for a minute and I was going, wait a second, Maria, you cannot be doing all that stuff on the day of your wedding. And so I was talking with um, actually a friend who she does wedding planning. She's like, Maria, she's like, your wedding is the one time where like, ask for favors, ask for help, you know, at, assign things to people. They actually do want to do things for you and want to help. And I think sometimes we forget that actually people do love and want to help you. You know, people do want to, a lot of us, we're as women, very often we are the givers for things We're you know, we're pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And, and like MK said, we're typically not so good on the receiving end, even though that's something that's so intrinsic as some to our femininity and that we're meant to do. And it also helps with our hormone levels when we are in a receiving space that actually lowers our stress. But we do have to actually ask for help sometimes. And that can be very challenging. Yeah. And something I would encourage you is that our kids can do a lot more than we give them credit for. So awesome with that. My two-year-old packs his own lunchbox and I have to go back because it has like (laughs) <laughs> cookies and crackers and pretzels. And I'm like, I need to quit buying this junk because it's all <laughs> things, but, but he can do it. Right. And he can fill his little Paw Patrol water bottle up. And mm-hmm. so I think oftentimes we, we do too much for our kids mm-hmm. and we want to do it because we love them. But we, we take away that um, learning opportunity for them yeah. to gain independence. Like, you know, I was just talking this morning with someone, uh, how do we expect a kid to know how to clean a toilet when they go to college, if they've never had to clean a toilet. I mean, really, you know, and so it's gifting our kids with more responsibility is not just a gift to us, but it's a gift to them as well. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that we can't do everything for everyone. And that is part of the value of having a big family. You know, there's pluses and minuses for everything is I can't do everything for everyone. There's one of me. Um, But kids can do more than we give them credit for. And is it going to be perfectly? No, but I'll tell you this, I've helped kids clean toilets 300 times. And on the 301st time, I didn't have to redo it. So now it's, it's kind of, it's kind of worth it, you know? Right. But um, anyway, so, so I would say your kids can do more than you think. And then also, I think sometimes whenever we don't allow people, we build up resentment, but we're not asking Mm -hmm. for help. And then we're doing everything. And so we have resentment against our family or our friends or our, our co-workers, right? Like we're taking on more than our responsibility. And then we build up resentment when we haven't communicated that we need help. And so how are they to know? So that becomes our responsibility to communicate. This is too much for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really need help. Where do you think you can, you can pitch in? Right. And so, you know, we are wired to help and to serve. And I truly believe that you're only as happy as, as, you are serving. Yes. And that doesn't mean you're serving every person in your life with everything, or if you're not going to every function, every friend has that you're not being supportive. I know I've struggled with that in the past and I've really worked on 
those boundaries aren't, don't mean that I don't love you if I can't come to everything, but focusing on what is my primary responsibility and living that triangle that we always talk about, mm-hmm. God, then, then marriage, mm-hmm. then children. But we are wired to serve. And when we take away that opportunity to allow others to help us, we're stealing joy and stealing opportunities for those that love us. I have a sister-in-law who's awesome. She's amazing. And she, she does everything. And I'm like, no, no, you have to let me help you. You're stealing my joy, you know? Yes. Well, and it's interesting. I'm reading this book. I was trying to see if I could find the notes that I had been making. All you have to do is ask. And they were talking about not asking for help is one of the most self-limiting, self-constraining and self-destructions, we self-destructive decisions we can make. And then asking for help is usually one of the most critical components of success. Um, and they, they actually had some super fascinating stats. And I don't think I have all those written down because I marked it to go back and, and put those down um, was that the impact of actually those who ask for help in a company. And they were talking about there is a difference though, right? Like, are you asking for help because you genuinely need it and you're, you're not sure how to do something or there really is too much, or are you trying to have someone else do your work? Right. And they were, they were differentiating that. And so, you know, you, you want to do your part. We're not saying, Oh, just hand everything off to someone because you can kind of be a leech, you know, and, and that can be be that person that doesn't pull your way. Right. right? That can be, that can be the other side of it. Right. And so that's where, you know, that's why we were saying, you know, get stuff on paper. What are the things that you can do? And what are the things that you actually need to ask for help? You know, what are the things you need to say no to um, and just getting, getting, you know, really ma- managing that mindset space and, you know, rather than going around in circles, okay, let's, let's get it really practical. Are you thinking over, Hey, I can totally do this. I can ask for help if I need to, I can say no to this. Got this. And where does that fall in line with your priorities? Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Really on those, on what to say no to it's yeah. again, not that you don't love people, but where does it fall in line with your priorities and what you're called to, you know, yeah. so we all have, have different things and, um, you know, just staying on point for what the priority is for you and not worrying about pleasing people, but also being loving and supportive. But, you know, and I think, um, taking re- responsibility for what is ours and not taking responsibility for what is not ours is, is really important when it comes to, you know, realizing what, what we have to do and what do we really have to do? And what do we just put on ourselves? It's so much, you know, we have more conveniences than we've ever had. Um, I think about like, you know, our grandparents that just making a meal for them was a three or four hour ordeal yeah. drive through somewhere. That's not healthy. I'm not recommending it, right, especially right. <laughs> but you know, um, but we have, we're busier than ever and we have all these things to do. And sometimes I just think like, what's it all for, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I would say too, where you need to ask for help and where you can give more and sometimes receive more is yeah. very dependent on your seasons of life. Like you're in yes. this marriage prep and we're getting so close. I'm so excited. So close. Is on. <laughs> we're, we're in the colors of the wedding today. I know. It's like good color. Um, feeling like I'm getting festive, but you know, I'll never forget. My mom had a friend that she was a little bit older than mom, not much, but her kids were all older and her baby was the same age as my mom's fourth. And mom Mm -hmm. had two more babies after that. And so it was a challenge, you know, kids have nap time and all that. And I'll never forget Mrs. Avella. She's so sweet. If you're listening to this, we love you. It's just such a shout out. 
she would take my brother, John, the fourth everywhere. And she was always running him. And mom would say, you know, I'm not doing my part. And she said, listen, this is my baby. I have the time now. Just pay it forward. Pay it forward. Wow. See, and you know, that's beautiful. Sam was the baby. Mom did that for someone else. And so allowing people to help you when you're in that season of being, you know, not having the capacity, but then when it is your time stepping up and, you know, right now I can't be on every PTO board and all these, you know, even the church just asked me to be on the parish council. I, I told father, I said, ask me later, but now it's not the time I need to be home to put my kids to bed. And yes. I have a two-year-old, you know, and so the time will come. And so when, when can you give and when can you receive yes. what is the season in your life and doing yeah. your part? Well, we had, you know, if you guys heard Carolyn's, um, her, her yes. episode, I think that was last weekend. She was talking or last Friday, she was talking about that whole thing too, is that she said, you know, when her, her kids were, when she had littles, it just for her was not the season to dive big time into the business part of the stuff, you know, whereas now with her kids a little bit older, she feels like that is the season. And so it, it really is important where you do pray about, you discern what is this season for me? What is my call during this season? Right. Which will help to determine what do I need to say yes to, and what do I need to say no to? And I remember doing that a year or two ago, sitting down and really saying, you know, I was feeling pretty overwhelmed and I put all the things I was doing on paper and I said, okay, what is a heck yes. And what is a no? And if it was oh, a maybe, and if yeah. it's not a heck yes, it's going right. to be a no. Right. And so, you know, so it, the stuff that was not a heck yes went on on the no. Like that can be, maybe that's a different season. Maybe that's later on down the road. Maybe that's whatever. But it, it really is very helpful because then that also, again, it narrows your priorities to say, what can I realistically focus on in this season that I'm in right now? And, you know, for me, there's been a lot of things that I've had to say no to because just the season that I'm in, that I'm entering into, it's like, okay, I'm not going to put on all of this other stuff um, in entering to this different season. And so, you know, being aware of where, where is this season for you right now? And then diving into those different steps that we were talking about. And, you know, one of the biggest regrets we hear from people, like when you read the things of like, when you're 85 years old, what do you look back is people miss their kids growing up. And I, I have this theory that granddads are like obsessed with their grandkids. And I think it's because they were working so hard mm. you know, trying to make it. And it's all for good things, trying to provide for their family that they really miss that. Like these little people are really funny. And I, for me, that's a challenge because I love what I do so much yeah. that I can find myself working. And you all have really helped me to put in boundaries of like, when my kids get home from school, sure. I'm done for the day. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I really have stuck to that you know, with, with a few minor <laughs> fails, but get back on the horse tomorrow, but, but really because you don't get that time back. And so in the seasons, I encourage you not to miss your kids growing up because you get one shot and it's um, the most important job in the world is to raise these little souls and these little people. Mm -hmm. um, so I would encourage you not to miss it. I'm talking to myself, preaching to the choir um, <laughs> because it's, it's vastly important. There's nothing more important than people in this life. And so no matter what you have to do, no matter what's urgent and what's important, nothing is more important than the people that you're responsible for. And those that God has gifted you in your life to love and to be your family and your friends and your community. And so I would always choose people over returning lifestyle to target. <laughs> That's y'all's takeaway. Rather than returning Lysol, go love on your people. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave it right there. We'll see you next week on Girl, What Are Your Grass? Bye.